As the official healthcare provider of Minnesota United, Alina Health is focused on keeping our loons in top condition. And with expertise in orthopedics, sports medicine, heart care, and more, Alina has the team to keep your family in the game too. The experts at Alina Health take the time to get to know you as a whole person, helping you achieve wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. It's an altogether better kind of healthcare. Learn more at alinahealth.org. and welcome back to another episode of Sound of the Loons. We are officially January 29th is when we are recording this. Robin Lud, the midfielder, is joining us from Tucson, Arizona. As you can tell, if you're watching this video form of his decorative, stylish background, Robin, I appreciate you. I'm sure you're like, dang, now I'm back healthy again. Now I got to do these interviews. Now I got to be stuck on this podcast. But welcome back into the fold. How are you? Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm good. Thank you. Just trying to get fitter as the season is coming up. So, so yeah, all good. Well, you were with the national team a bit, I know. And I know I, I remember seeing some footage of you even training with Minnesota United at the very end of the season. I know you weren't fully back in full form, maybe full practices, but I remember seeing some clips and some, you know, uh, video and, and photos of the team training and you were right in the mix. But Talk to us about the offseason. What has that been like for you? And even, you know, we'll get to your injury, but what has the actual quote-unquote offseason been like for you? I mean, usually the offseason, I, I try to get get to Finland and spend as much time as I can there with the, with the families and uh, with my friends and uh, enjoy the people. And uh, yeah, obviously this year a little bit different because of the, the injury. So I had to, had to do some, some rehab a little bit more than than I normally would do in off season, but yeah, mostly try to try to relax and forget the soccer part for a little bit and just spend time with the closest one. I remember a couple of years ago when your daughter was still pretty little. I swear I saw somebody showed me like an Instagram photo of you like in the snow with your wife and your daughter like back home. So do you like pull her on a sled? Like, what's your off season training program? Do you try to incorporate the family at all? Yeah, I mean, uh, we do some uh, snow activities as as much as you you could do with the weather, and uh, yeah, mostly mostly is uh, is is working in the in the gym because the weather weather is as people know who are from Minnesota is is pretty similar, so it's not not the easiest to just go for a jog outside and or 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 find a field and go play. But yeah, I just mostly work on the on the gym. So when you you had this season um, where you spent a good chunk of it on the sidelines or up in the suite watching the games, not being able to participate, can you just walk us through even the moment when you suffered the injury? I believe if I recall, you even played a bit on it. You didn't come out injured right away. Am I remembering that right or am I misremembering that? Yeah, I, yeah, I got the injury pretty early on the game, but uh, at the game, I didn't feel that bad about it and uh, I don't know is it part of the adrenaline or part of the competitive myself that I, I don't want to 
quit too easy and uh, yeah i just played the game and uh, remember the following morning i had a lot of a lot of pain and thought like something is not not right with the knee and uh, yeah then uh, had a scans and uh, the doctor told me the not so great news and about it and i mean it's always a little bit a little bit of shock to hear that you're gonna spend the rest of the season on the sidelines and uh, especially for myself i've been pretty healthy luckily through my whole career so this was like the first major injury so so yeah it was it was tough to receive the news talk us through that mentally emotionally i mean you know, here you are normally traveling, you're gone all the time. And now all of a sudden you're like thrown back into like full time with the family. Maybe your wife was sick of you at some point. I know how that, I know how that feels when all of a sudden you're around all the time, but what was that like for you mentally and emotionally to go through your first real long term injury? I know we had Bakai on the podcast last year when he got back into it. So what, what was that like for you? I mean, uh, in the beginning, it was tough to just, receive the news and think about that you're not going to play for for many months and uh, but at the same time I try to just switch it in a positive thing and uh, think about that now I now I don't have to go to the away trips and I I can spend the more more time with with the family and I I think our daughter enjoyed it mm-hmm. pretty 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 much and uh, obviously we we were expecting the second one on october so it was it was good to also know that you will be there at the hospital and uh, not have to stress about it that uh, you don't make it to the to the hospital and uh, yeah i just try to turn it in a positive thing that that there's there's also some good out of it does it ever feel too like you sort of get this like rejuvenated feeling? Not that you were burnt out on soccer, but I mean, it's a grind. It's a lot of work between the national team, between your club team and traveling and doing all those things. Like, does it feel like this renewed sort of appreciation for it sometimes that all of a sudden you can't do something that you're used to doing every day? Yeah, surely. Uh, uh, I mean, I'd be playing a, a lot the past few years and uh, yeah, sometimes it, it feels like a chore and, uh, and uh Surely after the injury, I I I appreciate it more to be healthy, and I appreciate more to be on the field, and uh, and uh, that's actually something that I really really enjoy. So it gave me a lot of a lot of hunger to come back and 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 be on the field and uh, and uh, give my best. So so in that sense, it, it it gives you a little bit more for sure. You seem like a pretty cerebral player when you're on the pitch, right? I can see you like thinking through things. You're clearly reading the game. You play on the outside. You play centrally. You played up top before. What was that like for you at uh, sitting up in in the box, in the booth, up, you know, in the suite, seeing the game from that viewpoint, which doesn't happen very often unless you're dealing with an injury or maybe when you've been on international duty and, and the team wasn't off and you've been able to watch a game or something. But what was that like for you? Did you have a different perspective of the game and what was happening with Minnesota United from that that spot? I mean, it's it's tough for sure. Uh, you kind of feel useless in, in, a, in a way that uh, you wish you could be there and or you wish you could help help the, help the guys. And uh, I felt like it's easy to watch the games when the things are going really well and you're happy for the guys and uh, you just enjoy it. But uh, once things are going not so great, you, you feel like uh, you, you, you want to be there and you want to grind with your, your friends, friends and uh, make it, make it work, work. So, so yeah, it, it was, it was tough for sure. What's, what's uh, some of the games last season. 
Now you're back in the mix. I know I mentioned, I think you were training a bit at the end of last year, but now in, in full force here with preseason, what was that like to come back to the team, to the mix? And I know, you know, there's still a little bit of question marks and thought process between the head coach, but Cameron Knowles has stepped right in and taken the reins as far as running the sessions and all that. And I believe Colette is there now. So you'll be able to have an opportunity to connect with him, but what is it like just to be back with the guys? And when you come back for preseason and everybody gets back together again, what's that been like? Uh, it's nice, especially coming from the injury. I feel like the best part is just to join with the team and be with the team because, because uh, when you're injured, even though you are on the facility at the same time with the guys, but you're still working working alone on the side and or on the gym when the others are on the field. So it can be a little bit lonely sometimes. So I think the best part is just to just to join with the guys and uh, and. Uh, be social with the, with each other. So, so that's the. How did you do on the, on the, the, did you guys do the beep test? What was the fitness test this year? Uh, I think we did a couple of different tests this year. This year we did one uh, back in Minnesota in the first days, and then we did one here in, uh, here in, uh, in Arizona. So yeah, those, those went well. <laughs> We're somewhere middle, middle ground. So that's, that, that was good enough. What were you impressed with the most coming back to this group? I mean, know oh, we're going to, you know, talk to one of the draftees, Hugo, following this interview with you, but there's been some other movement, some other additions to this group. What has maybe impressed you the most this so far coming back in? I think it's early days to, to say we only had one game and people have played only just a half time. So it's, it's really, really hard to, hard to say, but I feel like all the new guys have been, coming really well and their energy level has been really well and you, you could see that they are here to to show and try to try to fight for the spot so which is is great to see and uh, and uh, yeah I'm really looking forward closer to the season when we had the full full preseason to see see and give a better answer on that what do you uh what do you like the most about I should say, which position do you like the most? You're so versatile. That's always something that's been talked about with you. Like, regardless of where, we could probably put you a goalkeeper. I think Boxy has legitimately said that before. We could at least maybe throw you at center back. But what, where do you see yourself most benefiting this team? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to say because I, I've been playing always in a in a different position. And, uh, yeah, I cannot lie. It would be nice to be a striker and score four or five goals in a game <laughs> i cannot like that one but yeah I, I mean uh lately i've been enjoying playing more on the middle i feel like you can affect the game more and uh, you get uh, get to the center of the field and uh, and you can you can read the game a little bit more and uh that's something i've been enjoying more lately you're not going to play it you're not going to convince the, the incoming head coach of a two striker system with your finnish national teammate up top you guys just going to sit up there and combine a little one two all day long I might give you, give him a hint hint to once the season goes on, but uh, yeah, we'll see see how it goes. When you look at um, how last year ended, also from the perspective that you had and this team having made the playoffs for so many years in a row, and then seeing how the season wound up and and the knowing the time and the energy and the work that this group you know puts in every single day of training and whatnot. What was sort of your perspective, your reflection from your point of view on the last year and then looking ahead to 2024? I mean, it's it's always disappointment if, if you don't make to the playoff or or try to win in win in, in this league. And uh, I feel like the most is like knowing the potential we have as a group and as a team and uh, how, how good players we have. I, I felt like 
it was really disappointing that uh, we couldn't fight more on the last season. Obviously, there was a lot of a lot of things that affected. There's many players who missed a lot of chunk part of the the season and uh, and so on. But yeah, I, I can't say more. For me, my personal opinion, it was it was disappointment because I I see a lot of good things from the team and I, I know the potential we have and uh, and uh, I felt like last season we we couldn't reach that when you look at your role on this team you know you've been here for quite some time now you're one of the older guys on the team not in like a bad way in a good way but how do you view your leadership style especially coming into a season where there's still a few question marks right but you I know I talked to Will Trapp about this a few weeks ago and just saying how you kind of have to find what your individual leadership style is, whatever that might be, and sort of embrace that. How do you come into this preseason preseason to 2024? What sort of how how do you go about your business? You know, to sort of affect the group. No, I mean, uh, for my personally, I, I think I just try to do the the small things and the everyday things as as well as I can and. Uh, and just show, show by example, like if, if we are training that we would do the trainings well and uh, and uh, not uh, not just chill around and uh, be there just to be that that we will work when we need to work and uh, and and do those things well. And uh, if it's condition and uh, you need to run, I'm, I'm, I'll try to do my best and show that uh, even even the older guys, we, we do it. It's not fun, but you have to do it and uh, just show the, the younger guys that all those little things they they affect in a long term and uh, and make it better and obviously then i feel like i could i i can talk to the younger guys and teach them one thing or two from my experience and uh, and just be there if if they need me were you in on that soccer tennis type game that i saw the other day it went out on social media it looked like dane st Clair, will trap katie clark that everybody was running around celebrating like have you have you were you in on that one or no yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was there, but I, I feel like it's more more the Southern American who who enjoy that game more than than us, us from the, from the northern part of the world. So, so yeah. Well, I feel like that's why they were celebrating so much because they they beat the South Americans that whole crew in that in that particular match. So that was like Dane saying, "Well, you know, Dane's always up for a little celebration whenever yeah. he's victorious, especially the goalies." You know, I feel like when they can celebrate a good touch. Or like a good finish, or maybe like winning a fitness test or something. They're gonna they're gonna make sure to do it. Yeah, I mean the the Southern Americans. I think they won all the games <laughs> until the, at the very last last game. So so it will be that somebody else else take the crown in the end. And uh, and yeah, they they celebrate it for sure. So speaking of that, though, just watching the energy from those kinds of things, you know, the footage that gets put out from the digital crew and the fabulous job that that they all do, you know, it's business, right, when you're at preseason. But at the same time, there's a huge aspect of this preseason and any preseason that is team building, team bonding. You're away from your families. You're all in these hotels. You're doing multiple sessions a day. What has that been like to sort of just be removed from all the distractions and be focused on that and the team building aspect of it. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to be away from from home and especially for the players who have have uh, kids and and family. But surely, like uh, it it's a good thing to have a good 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 group and have a, have a good time because when everybody's in a in a good move and and being positive, it, it, you can work work way better. And actually, those those tougher trainings they don't feel as bad as 
they could be if 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 we have a good mindset and 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 a good time. So it's 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 really important to be to have a good time as well. It's it's the best job in the world and and uh, and uh, just. Try to remember that you have to have to do your work, but at the same time you can you can do the hard work and and have fun. So so it's good that we are we are having good good time and um, we try to try to embrace that and and be be as together as as we can because that that will make us even better. Speaking of best job in the world, I think a huge piece of that is probably representing your national team and being able to do that. And I know you were back with Finland. I think it was back in November. What did that feel like to get back on the field, A, because you were returning from a long-term injury, and B, just to be back with the national team and representing your country again? Yeah, it's, it, it, there was a lot of things that went went really well on, 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 on my comeback. So obviously getting getting back back to play from the injuries was first thing, and then the second thing to play with the, with the national team where I have a lot of friends and uh, and also playing in in Finland where, where a lot of families could could uh, come to watch so so yeah it was it, it was amazing and 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 just putting the national shirt on is 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 really proud moment so uh, so yeah it was it was good time do you feel like you're the same player that you were before before the injury i mean i know it wasn't like i mean it's a long-term injury something you've not dealt with before do you feel like you're you're back or you're still in, in work in progress yeah I, I feel like i'm still still my, myself nothing nothing have changed and i don't think i i forgot how to how to play in this in this past half a year so so yeah is yeah i feel myself is just to getting myself as 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 fit as i can and obviously the game 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 fitness comes by games so so really looking forward for the games in the preseason and and start the season and lastly, just what are you most excited? I know you just said you're looking forward to the season, but if there's something specific, is there something you're most excited about looking into and ahead to 2024? No, I, I think mostly, mostly to be healthy and 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 be on the on the field. And uh, yeah, it, it, as I said before, coming from the injury, you just appreciate the game more, and 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 uh, you actually have the the enjoyment. From from out of it, so I just try to go there and enjoy and be be happy, and and then after that to be as competitive as as I can and see where the team goes this season. Awesome. Well, thanks, Rob, and I'm sure everybody at Allianz Field is looking forward to seeing you back on the field in uh, full force at the home opener. But I appreciate you taking the time today. I know you got a busy schedule for so. Thanks for joining me. No, thank you for having me. All right, everybody, stay tuned. Segment number two, one of the newest loons joins me here on Sound of the Loons. You don't have to wait for spring to start playing the beautiful game. Starting in February, Minnesota United has a full slate of academy and youth camps scheduled throughout 2024. Show off your skills, take your game to the next level, and enjoy some quality time on the field with MNUFC's licensed academy staff. Visit the Camps and Combines page on MNUFC.com for more information. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to segment number two of Sound of the Loons presented by Alina Health. Now we get to be joined 
to one of the newest members of Minnesota United. You see him if you're watching it, sporting the, the baby blue there, one of the new tops. I got to get me one of those. Hugo Bacharach, thank you so much for joining me. I want to get down to you know your journey coming from Spain, playing in the United States, getting drafted by Minnesota. But first and foremost, how are you in Tucson, Arizona today? Hello, everybody. Um, I'm doing very, very good. Very excited to, to be here. And preseason has been going great so far, having a great time with the team. So it's been very good. What was your what was your first impression when you actually arrived in Minnesota? I mean, you played in the Big Ten, so I know I know Minnesota doesn't have a Division One team that you would play against at IU, but you played in the Big Ten. You were in Indiana, so you understand the climate. But what was it like when you first arrived in Minnesota after being drafted ninth overall? Um, people would always warn me about the weather. And I, I kind of knew it was going to be cold, but uh, to be completely honest, I didn't know it was going to be that cold. You know what I mean? Um, it was very, very cold, but, you know, um, I brought all my, my heavy jackets, you know, I made sure I brought everything with me. So it's been, it's been pretty cold, but I think the, the both cities are, are beautiful. And, you know, since we're now out in Tucson, I haven't had much time to, to, you know, enjoy the cities, but I'm really looking forward to, you know, spending some quality time in the Twin Cities. Well, there's been plenty of, of guys that have arrived that didn't have a heavy jacket and didn't own a pair of boots. So you're already ahead of the game and that you at least had a big puffy jacket to wear. And you guys arrived on like the coldest weekend we've had so far. Every other week, I mean, today it's 50 degrees and sunny here. So we've had this crazy warm winter. But I think you guys arrived for your first weekend on literally the coldest weekend we've had so far this winter. Yeah, when I when I got to Minnesota the first time in my life, it was I don't know if it was like minus ten or something, and I was like, if it's, if this is gonna be this cold the whole year, I don't know I don't know how am I gonna survive. But yeah, no, as I said, I brought everything, all you know, all the the hats, the boots, the the the, the gloves. Uh, I came very prepared, but you know, I've been checking the weather, and I know now it's like way like uh, warmer. So now it's just like one rough week. It was it was it was a big coincidence that it was actually our first week. But, you know, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember when Bongagukle Hongwane first arrived, Bongi. And I remember walking with him from, like, the main facility at Blaine through that little tunnel to get to the dome. And he was like, what am I, you know, what am I doing here? I've come from this warm climate and now I'm stuck in this freezing cold. But look at he's he's still coming back for more. So it'll be it'll be all good. You know, my, my first week, I remember I would I would sour at the facilities and then I had to walk to my car when and my hair was when my hair was wet. And by the time I got to the car, like I was outside for maybe like only 20 seconds. I got inside and, and my hair was all all frozen. And I was like, oh, what is going on here? Talk to me about draft day. Um, what was that like for you? And, you know, deciding to we'll get we'll we'll reverse a little farther in your decision to come to the United States for college soccer. And you started out at FDU and then you ended up at IU. But what was draft day like for you? Um, I think it was one of the most special days of my life. You know, I was I was back home in Spain with with all my family, you know, um, I was very excited that I was going to spend that such an important day with with all my family and, and friends. And I was I was very excited. Uh, I knew I had a, a good season, but you never know with the draft. You never know what are the needs of the teams. So I'm not gonna lie. I was very very nervous. You know, I remember watching the first picks, and I'm like, man, when is my name gonna be called? And and you know, just just when when I was you know when I heard my name, you know, I couldn't believe it. I, my dream was always to be a, a professional soccer player, and you know, by by hearing that name, 
you know it paid off all the all the effort all the sacrifice that me and my parents have been through this this last like years so it was it was like a special moment that even even right now it's been like a like a month and a half almost in some moment that I still can't describe kind of a whirlwind i'm sure i feel like you know you get drafted and then all of a sudden it's like everything else gets put into motion and then before you know it you're on a plane to minnesota and then you're on a plane to tucson and then you're going to come back here for a couple of days and you're going to be back in california for another preseason tournament. I mean, you've traveled a lot in your young life coming from Spain and then going to FDU and then IU, but maybe nothing quite like what you're about to about to be on for the foreseeable future in your professional career. Yeah, I know it's it's been a crazy time, but you know, I haven't even had time to, you know, sit down and, and process everything that is going on in the last month. But I'm also very excited to, you know, all the all the preseason practice, all the traveling, you know, some people might think, oh, you know, you have to go here, you have then you have to fly there. It's like quick turnarounds, but we, we live for these and we love we, we love spending time with the team, making new friends, new teammates that hopefully I will keep for, for all my life. So, you know, it's it's in a very exciting, exciting time for me now. Talk about your youth soccer and growing up in Spain. I believe you were with Villarreal and, and then deciding to come to the United States for college soccer. What was your youth experience like and what made you decide to come to the United States for college? So I started playing for the Villarreal Academy, which is one of the best academies in Spain. That's what I, you know, I developed myself the most as a person and as a player. Um, I played there for 10 years, were very, very good uh, 10 years. Then um, when I finished there, um, I played two more years for my for my hometown club, which is name is Castellón. Um, and at that time, I started college in, in Spain because in my in my house, academics always come first because, you know, you, you can never rely on soccer. You know, you never know what's going to happen. So uh, I started my first year in college in Spain. And it, it honestly was pretty tough for me, you know, to do both things at the same time. Uh, you know, I tried to be good in, in class and I tried to be good in the field and I just couldn't be any good at, at either of it. So um, I started doing some research. I had older friends that you would tell me how uh, going to being like getting a scholarship and studying in the U.S. was the best experience they've ever experienced, not only soccer wise, but social wise, um, the, how they improve their English, how they make connections worldwide. So I started like liking that that idea. Um, you know, I'm an only child, so my parents didn't like that idea at first. You know, because the U.S. is pretty far. But when I explained then all the benefits that could come from coming to the U.S., they started liking it. And, you know, I had I had good grades. I had a good soccer quality. So so I was able to find like a good scholarship. So then I, I ended up at FDU where I spent three great um, years. Uh, a great program social wise was also very, very good. Um, And then, you know, it was a good program, but maybe it wasn't. A program big enough to accomplish my dream, which was play in a professional team. So I decided to play my last year in a in a big school, and then I entered the transfer portal. I got reached out by Indiana University, which I would say it's all it for me is the Real Madrid of of schools. Is is when when Indiana calls you, you can't say no. So I was very lucky to end up there. Um, it was a very short period of time. I was only there for for four months, but it was it was uh, enough time just to to prove that I could play in the next level. And, you know, and then I got I got drafted by Minnesota and here am I today. So it's been a great journey that is just getting started. How many times were your, was your family able to come over and see you play while you were in college? Or is it the beauty of all these networks and, and streaming things that we have these days, which we didn't have a long time ago to be able to watch from afar, but how much did your family, was they able to come over here and see you? 
Um, so they came uh, three times already. I remember they came my my second year in FDU because my the first one was was COVID, so it was it was much more complicated. Then uh, they came again for to FDU to my for, to my graduation because it was a very special moment for them. And then this last uh, fall they came to to Indiana because you know I I couldn't I I needed to I needed them to see all the facilities. Um, all the, you know, the big school experience. So I, I was very happy that they could make it and, you know, enjoy, enjoy the time at Indiana. And also um, they've been very supportive, my parents from, from day one, you know, they've been staying up late for every game because think about it, when we play here at 8 p.m. in Spain, it's probably 2 or 3 a.m. But, you know, I'm there, I'm their only, you know, little child. So they would stay up late the whole night uh, waiting. Even if they couldn't watch the game, they would just follow the, the live stats and, you know, text me right after to see how it was. So, you know, I'm very, very grateful for that. And, you know, thanks to all the technology that we have nowadays, they've been able to to follow me and, and you know, make sure that I was I was doing okay in in off the field. Talk to us about you as a player. What is your preferred position? How do you feel like, and I know maybe college is different than your youth you know, what you played in your youth time and then maybe now different as a professional. But I know when I was texting with my my husband's cousin, Tanner, who coached you or was assist coach at IU, he said, look, we started him out at center back, but him moving to the six changed our season. It like vastly improved our, our year and made us the team that we were that made the elite eight run, moving you to that position because of how intelligent you are on the ball, your decision-making skills, moving you from center back to the six. What do you feel you could best serve at this next next level? Um, I've always been a, a center back, preferably a right-sided center back. But, you know, well, when, when things weren't going our way in, in Indiana, we, we felt that we needed to change something. And for some reason that the coaches uh, could tell you about, um, they decided to move me a line forward. It was, it was a very, like, complicated for me at first because I was a little bit nervous because I hadn't, I hadn't played in that position yet. But as, as you said, that turned around, around our season. We started winning games, started playing playing better. And I started feeling more and more comfortable playing in, in the six. Uh, but to be completely honest, I think my my preferred position and where I can perform better is, is a center back. But as I said, it's good. It's a good versatility that I have the ability to play in both uh, positions. I think that's going to help me out not only me, but also the teams that I play for. So even though it was a good, great time playing in the middle for Indiana, I, I think I'm performing better as a right center back. What did the coaches say to you when they drafted you? What's the conversation like? I mean, I'm assuming there's some sort of a conversation about, hey, this is why we chose you. This is why we picked you in the top 10 to come in and do this, this, and this for us or see if you can do this, this, and this. Well, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't like to talk about myself a lot, but... <laughs> I, I would I consider myself a pretty unique center back because you know for um, I consider myself a pretty fast player for my size and a pretty uh, mobile player for for my size. Uh, I'm also a center back that likes to play with the ball. I know Minnesota likes to to keep the ball and you know break lines with the ball. And I'm, I think I'm a I'm a player that can do that and loves to, honestly to break lines and play forward. Uh, I think also my my uh, aerial uh, game it's also very helpful for the team. You know as a tall guy then that can win. First headers, you know, also can be dangerous in offensive set pieces, be a, a lock in defensive set pieces. I think that's also very important. And I think they, they considered that when when on the draft day. And that, yeah, also that they liked how how um, I'm a leader inside the, the field, you know, try to to manage my, my back line and, you know, be a leader. I think all that all that together came about in, in the draft day and then decided to to pick me.
Yeah, I know Michael Boxel has been known to gallivant forward with the ball at his feet more more times than I can remember out of that center back spot. So I'm sure it'll be a welcome addition that you do that the same, that you can bring the ball forward, start the attack, keep possession. And Mickey Tapia, same thing. He's so good at the possession out of the back with that Minnesota United team. So I'm sure they they saw those qualities in you and were like, check, 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 right? Checked all the boxes, bringing you in. Who's been most helpful since you've been in for preseason with Minnesota United? Anybody in particular that you sort of latched on to? Yeah, actually, you just mentioned him. I think Mickey Tapias has been uh, like a big brother to me. Um, you know, not only that we play in the same position, but he's been very helpful with with all the things that I need. Honestly, everybody has been very helpful, not only my teammates, but also the staff. I mean, unbelievable how welcoming they all have been. But if I had to pick someone, I would pick uh, Mickey, you know, because also because we can speak Spanish, which is also make it easier. Um, and, you know, we play in the same position. We, we like the same music. We, we have the same hobbies. And I have a lot to learn from him. He's been an unbelievable player in, in the league. So, you know, I look I look up to him and, and look forward to getting to know him more and learn from him every day. Do you know Angie? Please tell me you have met Angie, the woman who makes all things happen with Minnesota United. I have, I have. And I don't <laughs> think I don't think she gets all the, the credit that she deserves. But uh, without her, the all this all this team wouldn't wouldn't come out together, you know, the the work that she does. 24-7, it's, it's necessary for, for this team to be where it is right now. That's why I had to give her a little shout out on the podcast because I've witnessed it for years now. Like she literally is in charge of everything. And I mean, like it could be, you know, finding a guy a place to live, to getting him a car, to, you know, making sure somebody's girlfriend has flowers, to like anything, you name it. Angie will find a way to get it done. She's absolutely incredible. Literally anything, anything you may need. You know, I remember... Uh, I was having like not issues, but I was having a lot of questions with my visa, uh, with where was I gonna stay, uh, what time do I, did I have to to be on uh, on the facility, uh, everything, every, and she helped me out with everything. You know, when I tell her, she replied to me within minutes. So, so it was yeah, it's someone that you definitely need in in your team if you want things to be to be successful. What has been the um, biggest eye opener for you, maybe since you? joined a professional team i know you've played at an incredibly high level but every every step along your way in your career has been another step forward right another step up what has been maybe a surprising thing for you since you've been i know it's just training you guys have only had one game you haven't had an opportunity to play against others too much but anything that you're like whoa i can tell now i'm playing with professionals i would say um uh first of all the professionalism everything it's very very professional you know not only the things that people would think about, just the small details make a big difference. And and that's one thing that I noticed compared to the teams that I played before or even college, um, how being on time, being respectful, being clean, uh, that's something that, that I noticed. And, and as I said, this these small details that maybe teams don't, you know, pay too much attention to it, make a, a huge difference. And also, of course, the, the speed of play and, and, you know, how everybody's in the same page, how everybody brings their... Hundred uh, percent energy every every day. Whether it's whether it's in the gym, whether it's in traveling, whether it's in 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 a game, in practice. You know that's something that um, I kind of I wasn't very used to it. You know, because college is a different experience. So that's that's probably one of the biggest difference that I've noticed in in the short amount of time that I've been with Minnesota. What's the uh, any any days on the calendar that your family has circled yet to head over and, and experience Allianz Field? I'm sure they've been in some pretty impeccable stadiums over in Spain, but Allianz Field is 
is no slouch. So any any particular days on the calendar they've circled, are they going to wait till it gets a little warmer out? <laughs> that's, that's the thing that I was going to say. The first thing they want is, uh, Hugh, we, we really love you. You know, we do, but man, we need to wait. We need to wait a couple months till till it gets a little bit warmer over there. Because, you know, they. but to be honest, since, when, since the day we found that I was going to be in Minnesota, they've done a huge research. I think my parents know more about the city than I do right now. So I'm sure they're already going to be finding the best places to stay, the best places to eat. And, you know, as soon as it gets a little bit warmer, they're going to, they're going to book flight. Hopefully it's just uh, one way, you know, they, they, they don't, they stay here for, for as long as they want, because I'm sure they're going to love not only the city, but the team and the stadium. So I'm really looking forward to have them. And hopefully it's going to, they, we, they can be here for a couple of home games, which is going to be great, great atmosphere. So I'm really looking forward for that. So tell the fans, anybody who's listening or watching this um, when it goes out there on the social channels, what's one thing about you that nobody knows? Not nobody knows, but like if you just went to Wikipedia, you wouldn't know that about you. Something that you want the fans of Minnesota United to know about you. Well, I want I want people to know that um, I'm very, very, very funny. I'm one of the funniest ways you can meet. I always like to have a good time. But when it's time to work, I'm the first one uh, putting putting the work in, and you know what I mean. I know how to how to realize when it's time to have fun and when it's time to work, and that that's something that I think that's something very important. And that's something that maybe people wouldn't think about me right now, but that's something that I want them to know, you know. And they will they will start to know in as soon as long as the the season go, gets going. Well, and I feel like, you know, usually during preseason, there's some sort of like talent show or like somebody, people have to get up in front and do different things. Like, so maybe are you going to do like some stand up comedy or what kind of funny are we talking about well, here? I, I don't know what are they going to, I'm sure they're going to have something prepared for the, for the new players. So I'm already thinking <laughs> yeah. about something, you know, since we have like a very di di diverse group, you know, we have a lot of uh, spe Spanish speaking players. We also have a lot of Americans that love Spanish music. I thought I could sing a song, a Spanish song, you know what I mean, that the Spanish people plays, but there's also a song that is famous enough that the Americans players will know too. I think by doing that, I'm going to have everybody dancing with me, and I think it's going to be awesome. Awesome. I love that. And maybe you'll be on the, you, maybe the, you'll take over as DJ in the locker room one of these days. I know there's kind of a pecking order with that, but I always yeah. like to hear the music that's happening in the locker room. So I'm looking forward well, it's, to it. It's a mix depending on, on the mood sometimes, but let me tell you that we hit every single winner. <laughs> you, we, we have it all. So yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. It's a pleasure to talk with you and I'm, I'm glad to hear the preseason's going great. I think you're going to love it here in Minnesota. That you can't beat the summer here in Minnesota. It's absolutely amazing. So I look forward to seeing you back here uh, at Blaine and Blaine and at Allianz Field. So thanks for taking the time, Hugo. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. All right, everybody, stay tuned. Another episode of Sound of the Loons coming up next week. Preseason will still be in full swing. But thanks for joining me. Sound of the Loons presented by Alina Health.